0: What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean 365 podcast. Hope everyone is doing well, hope everyone is having an incredible week so far and I hope this podcast brings some good value, some good vibes and some good education to your week whether you're out going for a walk right now, getting some steps in, whether you're on a treadmill, whatever it is you're doing, maybe on your way to work. I'm not sure how you guys listen to the podcast, but hopefully it gives you a bit of value for the week anyway. So today I wanted to run you guys through a little bit similar to the last podcast episode, which is obviously about how to get super lean. But today I wanted to centre it around probably the most common question I get um, from guys uh, typically, which is how do you get abs and how do I sustain abs? Okay, It's a really, really common question talking point and I wanted to run you through my exact methodology, my exact systems to how this is actually possible because I think a lot of people don't think this is possible. I think a lot of people think that to actually walk around with low body fat, you've got to be extremely boring, you've got to be really restrictive and you know, give up all the good things in life and that's really not the case. Um, I've been in shape for the last 10 years. Um, and when I say being in shape, you know, I've had a, I've had a six pack for the last 10 years, always kept my abs. I've never really been one of those people that's gotten like a really aggressive bulk. Um, I've always wanted to stay lean. Um, but at the same time, I've been through building a lot of muscle. Um, I've you know traveled, I've been on holiday, I've lived a pretty flexible lifestyle. That's what I like to think anyway. I don't think I've been born, I don't think I've missed out on much. Um, so I wanted to run you guys through kind of like how that's possible. Um, I also feel like we've helped a lot of clients at FitLab in a similar position where They've kind of come in, um, you know, typically guys got a little bit of a belly and they want to get lean, they want to get their abs showing, they want to feel better. And then after we're kind of making sure that we can actually keep them in that position and sustain their progress for the foreseeable um, and take them through the kind of uh, lean 365 program and the phases that we actually offer on that. So I want to run you through kind of how that would look. This probably isn't going to be like a massively long episode today. This is going to be like a short and sharp Piece of content, piece of information that's gonna give you hopefully a bit of inspiration onto how you can get your six pack for the summer and how you can then sustain that as well afterwards. Now, the first thing is always going to be the diet. So people always ask, like, how do I get abs? You know, do I need to be doing all these fancy ab workouts? I hate this, like, seven minute ab videos and shit you get on YouTube. And, you know, there's just so much like bollocks out there about how to actually get a six pack and, you know, you can do all the crunches that you want, you could do all the sit-ups that you want, but the reality is if you don't actually lose the body fat that's there covering your abs, you're never, ever going to see them, you know? So we really need to make sure we get that in place first. Now, I'm going to run you through a little bit about kind of Ab movements and exercises that I would do. But just to make things very clear, this is really not something you need to be prioritizing much at the start. You could really get away with not training your abs at all and just really focus on that calorie deficit and actually getting lean. So the dieting phase is going to be the initial process that has to happen to get your six pack and to get you super shredded. So, firstly, what we really need to think about is setting goals and that dieting phase. And making it very clear, like a lot of people don't understand, you know, how much weight you need to lose. They don't have kind of clear, tangible goals in place, which means they're not really operating with much clarity and much purpose, you know. They're just like, I wanna get a six back, I wanna be leaner, I wanna be shredded, but there's no real like tangible goal you know it's nothing really that we can measure so it becomes very difficult so the dieting phase really needs to be mapped out properly it has to be really looked at on right we're going to do this in 12 weeks 16 weeks 20 weeks really that however much body fat that needs to go i would always work around losing about one percent of a client's weight per week so really easy maths that say someone's 100 kilos at the start you know roughly a kilo per week we can probably get over the course of 12 to 16 weeks that would probably work out at you know potentially 12 to 16 kilos of body fat, which we'd be dropping. Sometimes it could be a little bit more than that. I've had some guys that have uh, come in and I remember one guy in particular, Tom, and uh, he dropped like 17 kilos in 11 weeks. You know, we really threw the kitchen sink at his fat loss. So obviously there's going to be kind of like different uh, dependent and anomalies to this and stuff, but generally that's how I'd work things out. So really look at that fat loss phase, I think that most guys have got at least ten kilos of body fat to lose to get to that ideal position. I'm um, just from experience and having taken uh, multiple guys through a dieting phase. Now it is generally about ten kilos where we really start to see definition. For females, it's a little bit less potentially. You know, sometimes it's not quite as much as ten kilos. Really, again, it's going to depend on the starting position. Um, but generally, you know, it's always a, a bit more than what people think in terms of the actual weight loss that has to come off. And this is to get a six-pack, right? We're talking about abs here. So you know, to get to your position where you're super happy. you might not be that you need to diet past past 10 kilos, right? It could just be that you need to remove a stone. But I'm talking here about guys that want to come in and want to get shredded and want to see their abs and you know really see what they're capable of. That generally, I think, is going to be dropping about 10 kilos um, of body fat. And I think this is where the dieting phase needs to be mapped out, needs to be concise, needs to be clear, kind of tangible goals in place. This is the kind of date I think we should be working towards. You know, this is kind of how long I think it's going to take. Um, and then from there, we've got urgency, we've got intent on actually trying to get the job done. So the dietary phase is always going to be the first thing. You have to get that done first. You know, most guys are going to need to do that. They're going to need to diet to see their abs. Um, and that's always going to be like the first kind of port of cause if we're trying to get a six-pack. When you have dieted for long enough and you're lean enough and you see that your abs are there that's when you kind of like, you know, gone through the first phase potentially. So this is going to be about 10 to 12% body fat roughly for most guys, okay? So there might be some guys that even at 10% body fat don't see their abs that clearly. And that is really going to depend on where you carry body fat. Lots of this is going to be down to genetics. So, you know, in reality, if you've not got the best of genetics, for having a six pack, it may be that you need to diet down a little bit leaner. Uh, but really, like I think that's quite rare. I think most guys that I've worked with is you know it tends to be about ten to twelve percent body fat where we really start to see those abs come through nicely very clear definition um, and we've got that kind of washboard that, that guys are looking for. So 10 to 12% like, when we get to that position and this doesn't mean you need to measure this okay so really like you don't need to take body fat as a kind of measurable metric that you're, you're using unless you have a very very kind of advanced piece of kit that can take body fat then really like I'd just be focusing on scale weight and photos and waist measurement um, because otherwise your body weight could be a little bit different dependent on hydration and water status and stuff like that which Really, like you don't need to worry about that too much, but like 10 12%, I can generally tell by looking at someone and kind of assessing what I think their body fat is roughly. So, when we get to that position, we've got our abs, we've got a six pack, we're feeling good. This is generally going to probably become a, the cause of a little bit of sacrifice, okay? So, you know, you're probably going to be getting to the end of this dieting phase and starting to feel a bit tired, a bit fatigued, maybe a little bit hungry, you know, maybe having to struggle or miss out a little bit on certain socials because, you know, you're really in a dieting phase that the calories are low, which is really sometimes what happens. So this is a position where a lot of guys fail, okay? A lot of guys fail because they don't have a understanding of what comes next and they kind of get to the stage where they're miserable and they just can't be asked to carry on dieting. And, you know, maybe it's like a holiday. They've been on holiday, they come back. There's no reason then to carry on. So the weight just comes back on again, okay? Because there's not an understanding of how do I actually sustain this result? What's the system that comes in next? So this is like probably one of the most critical, crucial stages for guys that actually wanna sustain the six pack all year round. Because what we actually need to do in this position work on maintenance so we need to really work on how are we going to get the uh you back up to maintenance while sustaining that low body fat so what we call this fit lab is we call this the peaking phase and this is basically what we call the reverse diet now this is so important if you get this phase wrong you will literally just go back to the dieting phase again so you will actually have to end up dieting again to get your six pack back and to get lean so it's so crucial that we get this stage right so that we can then actually get to the position of where we're staying in shape we're eating lots of food and obviously loving life with a body we've worked hard to achieve. So that is like a probably a four to six week period post diet, post being in shape, where we are slowly bringing the calories back in place until we reach maintenance so you know let's just say for example we have a guy that starts off at you know let's say that 25 000 2, calories for his maintenance we then diet him right down maybe he has to go to like 1800 calories to get super shredded he's super shredded we've then not got to get the get him back up from 1800 back up to 2500 okay because that's now the gap that we've got to try and bridge okay so we've got to try and kind of get between that um potentially maintenance could drop as well obviously as you lose weight so that's another consideration but really we need to try and get those calories back up to a position where life becomes a little bit more fun. So that's like a four to six week process, okay? When you've been through that process and you get to the end of that process, you're gonna be in a very, very good position, okay? A very good position. You're gonna be in a better position than 90% of people that go on a diet and blow everything afterwards. Because then what will happen is you should still be in shape, you should still be very, very close to the weight that you achieved at the end of your dieting phase, if not still at that weight. You know, maybe it's like a kilo or so heavier, that's not the end of the world. But if you reverse diet in the correct way, there should be very little weight gain at that stage. You should be able to really minimize that as much as possible. So when we're then at that stage, we then need to work on what I like to call the performance phase. This is what we call it at FitLab. So really at that stage, I still say you're in danger of losing your results because at maintenance for most guys who haven't built much muscle, it's not that much, it's not that many calories, right? It's not that many calories. If you've not got much muscle, your metabolism is not gonna be firing very well. You're not really going to be able to eat much food and stay in shape. Life is still going to suck a little bit and be a little bit boring because you just haven't got the muscle to be able to burn enough calories to make life more fun. So this is where we really need to start thinking about building muscle mass. Now, most guys that want that lifetime result, that want to look good, you know, look like the sort of guys that run the front cover of Men's Health, be in shape all year round, like what we need to do is build about 20 to 25 pounds of muscle. Now this is going to be dependent on, you know, d- different people. Some guys genetically might have more muscle at the start of their fat loss phase and maybe they don't need to build much muscle because they've already got enough size, you know, some of the more bulkier builds. If you're a guy that's quite skinny and you're more of an exomorph, that's when we need to really start thinking about building muscle. So this is where we would then go into a performance phase and this is where we really start to get muscle mass Every single week being added to the physique. And this is where we probably work off about 0.5 to 1% increase of weight per month. Okay. So you realize I said per month here, not per week. So building muscle is a very slow process if you do it naturally because it just takes longer, right? We're building new tissue. So we just need to make sure that at this stage, you actually, you know, really invest into the long run here. Like, you need to be looking at going into a gaining and a performance phase for like six to 12 to 18 months. And I know that seems like a long time, but I've been training for 10 years and like, it took me a long time to build the amount of muscle that I built. It's not to say that it's going to take you ten years to get into a condition where you can sustain it, but building muscle does take time. So when you've got lean, when you've dieted, when you've come out of that phase of reverse dieting, you then need to really think: right, I need to go into a muscle building phase. I need to be focused on that. It doesn't need to be aggressive. I have never bulked to the stage where I've lost my abs because I've always sustained a low level of body fat and I've lean, I've lean, I've lean gained, I've lean bulked. I've not gone over the top. So. You can still stay in shape at this stage. You don't need to go on a drastic bulk, which is going to see you become unhealthy, unfit, and end up looking like shit anyway, and not even looking like you really go to the gym. So at this stage, you just want to stay like just above your maintenance. So just above your maintenance, slowly pushing calories up. You know, if you hit a little bit of a plateau in weight, you can slowly push calories up. And this is the point as where you should still have your six pack, you still have your abs, you still be proud of your body, but you're now in what we call a calorie surplus, and we're starting to slowly increase food, slowly build things back up again. And then from there, we're really building the machine for the future. We're really building the body the that needs more food. We wanna get our body to the places to where we're eating so much food that it actually becomes tricky to eat that much food and still be in shape. So what we do at FitLab is we say that, right, we're gonna get our guys, by the time we get to the end of the program, we're gonna get them to 3,000 calories per day, okay? So we know that if we can get a guy to 3,000 calories per day whilst he's still got a six pack, it's gonna be very tricky for him to undo his hard work because it would then mean, He would have to eat more than 3000 calories per day consistently without training, without exercising, you know, eating like shit to then actually lose all that hard work, which when you've been through a process and you can see the benefits of actually what being in shape does to your life, you've got the right habits and you've got the right knowledge and understanding. It's very unlikely you're going to fall back that badly. Like even if something really bad happens in your life, I still think your good habits and your good routine is going to carry you forward. So we really do say like, if we can get you from A to B, we can keep you at 3000 calories, like you're going to be in a fantastic position. That's why at FitLab, the length of our program actually is towards this whole process because the last thing that we wanna do is actually bring someone in and then not have enough time to take them through all these phases so they end up being in shape and then losing their progress afterwards. So we make sure we have enough time to work with a client to take them through this entire process because we know that when this is actually followed correctly and they go through all these four phases, they're gonna be in a world-class shape and they're gonna know exactly what they need to do to sustain it. So really what I'm trying to get out here is you need to be able to spend enough time in a calorie surplus to build enough muscle to make it hard to lose the, the body fat, okay, to gain the body fat back. You need to make it hard for that to actually happen. And that's only gonna happen when you build your metabolism and your calories up to the point of where you're consuming a high, amount of food if you're a female I'd say that you should be trying to get your calories up to at least two thousand if not like 2,300, 2,400. 2 thousand four and, uh, we've had a couple of girls recently that have done incredibly well got into a, a really really good shape and now they're building muscle the like, calories are going a little bit higher uh, and they're at like 2200 calories or like touching on to, uh, touching on about 2k one of them so we're slowly like building up to that position um, and again for a female you know if you're eating that many calories per day like it becomes difficult to lose your results and lose your progress because your body needs that much food okay so don't be scared to eat more food i think when you've been dieting for a long time you sometimes get a little bit worried that you're going to kind of lose the progress and lose the results you've worked hard to achieve in actual fact you need to eat more food to make this an actual sustainable result so it's important that you understand that process and obviously if there's something you're a little bit scared about and you need some guidance then this is where really it becomes completely invaluable to actually have a coach who can take you through the process because that way you're just not gonna be worried about, oh, should I increase my calories this week? Should I decrease my calories? Like, what do I need to do to actually get to where I wanna be? It becomes very tricky and very kind of difficult to navigate yourself through this process yourself. And I think that's why you know coaching has such huge value in these days to make sure that you can get through this process safely. So that's kind of how that I would do things. Now, when you get to that position in terms of, being in incredible shape, Um, you know, like you've been through enough of a calorie surplus to build enough muscle. And let's say you've got to that position of being at 3000 calories per day. Um, After that, what we really need to focus on is just living with good standards and just living with really, really good. uh, Yeah. As I said, like high standards and like high values of living. So This is where, like, you need to understand that there is going to be some weeks, there's going to be some times of the months where you're going to struggle a little bit. You could be going on holiday, Christmas comes around, like, you know, the social kind of picks up, birthdays, work, there's all these different things, and that's fair enough. But I think all the time, you still need to be living with extremely high standards and really think about those values and the new person you are staying in shape all year round. And, you know, having that body comes down to actually rewiring your behavior. So a lot of the results is actually going to come from a mindset perspective. You need to really shift your identity and shift your behavior to a leaner, stronger, and more confident person. When you do that, it becomes very tricky to lose your results, okay? If you can associate yourself as that high-performing individual that just fucking thrives with their body and doesn't, you know down to peer pressure and and, you know doesn't go on these like fucking mad weeks of drinking that kind of stuff which don't get me wrong is okay sometimes but if you can really like condition your standards to being super high and living with very high values then you're never really going to struggle to to, you know to maintain the results and these are the sorts of people that are in shape all year round okay these are sorts of people that have uh, not necessarily six pack i don't think that's the standard that people should be working towards but people that are healthy people that are in good physical condition all year round they are very disciplined, um, they do things when they don't want to, and they just generally like make sure they hold themselves to a high standard. And trust me, they'll have been through that phase, that that kind of framework that I've just explained as well. They'll have cut down, they'll have bulked up, you know, they'll have gone through that position, that like sort of time frame as to where they've you know put in the work, and now they're able to enjoy the fruits of their labor and being in incredible shape. So that's kind of how things work. Now in terms of actually training abs, you know, is this something I'd recommend? What's the kind of like framework towards that? like you don't need to train your abs as much as what people think. You certainly don't need to be doing a full-blown ab days. That's just like completely wasting your time in the gym and your energy. So really when it comes to abs, the way that I like to think about it is when you are lean enough and you you are starting to get the six pack coming through, then you can start bringing in a little bit more ab work. So really start thinking about how can we thicken these muscles? Because... At the end of the day, your abs are still muscles, right? So people kind of think that, oh, if I do enough squats and deadlifts, you know, I'm going to grow my abs, which that's not really the case. If we look at the data behind that, squats and deadlifts aren't actually providing enough of a stimulus on your core uh, to be able to actually make much of a difference, okay? So yes, it's going to grow your lower back. I guess your lower back technically is a part of your core. But if we're really thinking about our rectus abdominis, our abs, like this is actually like a muscle that needs to be trained a bit more specifically, right? So the kind of best way that I would approach this is I would be doing hard weight-bearing exercises. So I would not be doing like hundreds of crunches and hundreds of sit-ups because one, that's time-consuming. Two, that's not gonna be too great for your lower back. And it's also very hard to actually hit the point of failure if we're doing all these exercises. So 100 crunches, I, probably could, I could probably do 200 crunches if I was fresh. And maybe I'd hit failure like towards the end of that. And I mean this is me going all out right to the end of when you know I really feel like I can't do anymore. I'm not being funny. I've not got time to sit at the end of a gym session, do 200 crunches. I've got much better use for, for my time. So I would be focusing on exercises that actually provide a proper training stimulus. So this is going to be things such as hanging leg raises. This is going to be things like weighted crunches, decline crunches, like uh, you can do wood choppers using the cables as well. That's a really good exercise for your oblique. Uh, weighted uh, planks, normal planks, if you struggle a little bit with planks. These exercises are gonna give you so much more bang for your buck because what you'll probably find is that you'll fail within about a 10 to 20 rep range. Now that is a much better rep range for building muscle than doing a shit ton of reps of like 50 to 100. So if we can try and do exercises that are challenging, that really work our core in that way, you're gonna get much more bang for your buck from doing that. And I would recommend probably doing your abs maybe like two to three days per week. And I would like tag it on to the end of your workout. So like for me now, if I'm doing abs, I'm maybe doing like two exercises, you know, 10, 20 minutes max. And I'm doing that at the end of a pull day, or I'm doing that at the end of a push day, right? That's when I'll be doing abs. I won't be going in there and doing like a full abs session. Like I've been through the days of going to the gym and doing like cardio and abs and stuff. Which for me now it's okay because I've got a, I've got a gym downstairs in my apartment which I can use for that sort of stuff. But if I'm thinking like a busy professional, you know, guys and girls that haven't got time to be going to the gym multiple times per day, you know, that's not a good use of your time. So I think just tagging on a bit of abs on the end of your workouts is probably the best thing to do. Um, but of course, like, don't waste your time doing this until you. Nutrition is on point. If you are not losing weight and you're not in a calorie deficit, you are literally wasting your time training abs. Like it is literally just going to be, uh, you know, pissing in the wind. Okay. So, guys, this is my framework and my methodology to getting a six pack and sustaining a six pack all year round and staying in world class shape. So, I hope you found this useful. This is not me saying that you have to have a six pack to be successful, this is not me saying that you should strive for that as a guy. Okay. It's a high standard of living. It isn't easy to sustain it. You do have to make the right choices. Your social life sometimes is gonna come at a little bit of a compromise with having a six pack. For me, it's something I like to, to, you know, to actually uh, combat with. Like, I don't really mind not living the most fucking extravagant lifestyle in the world because I like being in good shape and being lean. I like to practice what I preach. And I think for a lot of guys, that's the same. I don't really work with huge amounts of like, you know, party guys and stuff that like to do all these things. I have a lot of career-driven... Uh, individuals that want to sustain the abs and the high standard living all year round, which is definitely doable. But this is not me saying you have to have abs Okay, so Don't feel like, you know, if you don't have that, you're failing in life. I think a guy should always push himself as much as possible. So I think a guy should see what he's capable of. And I think he should take his body fat down low enough to be super happy and say to himself, look, I actually did this once. Look at the shape I achieved once. And as long as you don't let yourself go that badly, even if it's not sustaining abs all year round, as long as you sustain good health, in good physical condition, then look, you know, you're still absolutely winning at life and probably better than most people out there, okay? So guys, I hope this has helped. I hope you found this very, very useful. And um, If you have, please make sure you follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast for future episodes we're gonna be continually pumping those out across the next few weeks and in a few months. Also, drop me a five-star review if you have been enjoying the podcast. I can see there's a few of you now that have left reviews, which I do massively appreciate. I'm glad that you're enjoying the content and the value. And also, go and share this on Instagram as well if it's something that you think your friends and the followers you've got are gonna also find things useful. And then drop me a tag as well, and I'd really appreciate that too because that way we're gonna help the podcast grow, we're gonna get out to more people, we're gonna help and impact more lives. Um, and hopefully just kind of show people the way of living and really what's possible with their physiques. So guys, have an absolutely incredible weekend as always, and I will catch you in the next episode.